0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan.
1: Hello and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And as you're listening to our show today, uh, we're going to give you a lot of information. So if you have a question and you want to ask the question in maybe just a little different way, please give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. Definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at my website, be sure to click on the radio page because there you can check out past shows and you can scri- subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up that face-to-face meeting because financial success really begins with asking good questions. And that's kind of what the show is all about is getting you educated and understanding how to ask those good questions. And we're gonna delve into a pretty interesting topic today. We're really gonna talk about those young workers. And you know, one of the things that I'm really passionate about is like time is always your friend. And of all things, the sooner you can get started, with your financial planning, the better, because then you have time on your side, you can have compounding interest and lots of good things. So you know, I think we spend a lot of time focusing on people who are approaching retirement are already there. But today we're gonna to really take some time out to focus on those young people to, you know, that advice that you always get, like a, I wish I would have known then what I know now kind of a thing. But before we delve into this topic, let me check in with my amazing co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today?
0: Oh, Tara, I thought you'd never ask. I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here on the show. And I'm, you know, this is a switch up. We're doing a show that's really geared toward younger people and younger workers out there. So uh, I like that. I like that slant. And I'm eager to talk about that today. But yeah, I've had a great week. Um, I actually uh, got my COVID-19 vaccine shot, believe it or not.
1: Congratulations. I'm jealous.
0: Yeah, lots of people are. In fact, I, I posted on Facebook that I got it and a lot of people were upset. Like, how did you get it? Uh, So uh, I got more resentment than I I got likes. So uh, that kind of backfired on me. But the situation is, is they allot a certain amount of vaccines uh, to these um, to assisted living facilities and my wife. And my son and my daughter all work for assisted living. They work in the healthcare field. And my wife works for one of the bigger assisted living companies. And um, not all their employees wanted the vaccine, uh, which is, to, I find, uh, absolutely amazing. I don't know why anyone would not want it, but some people didn't want it. So they had extra and they have to use them, they can't ship them back. So they opened it up to qualified spouses. So you either have to be over 65 or have health problems. And the health problems have to be certain health problems. Well, I have diabetes and I'm overweight. So, uh, and I'm uh, not over 65, but I am over 50. So I qualified, so I got my shot. So I'm glad I was able to, I just wish more people were able to, you know what I mean?
1: Now, did you have any kind of um, reaction to it?
0: Well, I just got it yesterday evening at six thirty. So, um, not as of yet. My arm is a little sore today. My shoulder where it was injected, but no, no, no adverse. Uh, and my my wife and my daughter, and my son had already gotten theirs, and so and they had gotten theirs a few weeks ago. So they're, and they had no reaction. So no, I'm fine. Yeah.
1: That's wonderful. Yeah. The more people that we start getting vaccinated, that'll help develop that immunity and makes everybody safer. So
0: yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I just hope they can find a way to get it out there to more, more folks like my grandfather, who's doing great. He's 99. He turns a hundred next month. Uh, he hasn't been able to get it yet. So I feel bad. I do feel bad because I'm like, Hey, uh, he, you know, he doesn't live near us. So he couldn't come up. Um, but it would be great to be able to get somebody like him the shot. So he doesn't have to deal with COVID that's for sure. Well, Hey, uh, that was a little sidetracked, but uh, Tara, how have you been?
1: Tony, just, uh, really getting excited because we, we have now set a date for the target for our, the book launch is going to be October 12th. So, um, I'm working with the, uh, woman that's helping me write the book. You know, you've got to have that developmental editor and putting out, you know, what is the core message? Because I really want to create a book, Tony, that's going to help people figure out a way to head. You know, when you're, you feel frustrated and you don't know what to do and you've just got that okey feeling in your belly. I, I want to write a book, Tony, that makes people go, oh, okay, I have some control. There's something I can do because it's so frustrating when you don't feel good and you don't know how to fix it. So, right. um, that's what I've been doing is trying to figure out like we, besides, cause I have so much information, but I need to figure out like, what is, what are the real core pieces of information that people need to get started with? Right. You can't just tell everybody everything. It's too much.
0: Right. Right. It, you can't do the fire, fire hose technique, right? You can't drink from a fire hose is what they say.
1: Uh, right. Because then nobody will do that. I mean, you'll, then you'll put the book down and say, forget it. So yep. we're, we're kind of going through that, that process and trying to figure out. And I think in terms of like, uh, I'm a person who's, I've been cu- accused of being ready, fire, aim instead of ready, aim, fire. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I forget when you're talking with people, like they're not starting out mentally from the place where you are. And so you have to, to remember and go, oh, okay, they haven't been doing this for 20 years. And right. you have to take that step backwards and go, OK, let me let me catch you up and let's let's develop some common language and figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. And uh, it, it's really interesting, Tony, for today's show, because uh, it, it's about young people. And I'm very interested to hear what young people think, because we had a, a new client come in and her son is just against it. He's like, Mom, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. You don't need to. You can just do everything yourself. And and he's in his 20s and that's kind of how he feels about it. He's like, there's an app for everything and you just don't need to have any extra help. And and I'm very good. And I think that's for a lot of young people. They're very comfortable with technology and you know they don't want to be duped or pay for things that they shouldn't be paying for.
0: Right. But what they don't realize is any investment they make, there are fees. If they have a 401k, if they're in the stock market, they're paying one way or the other. And the facts are out there that if you work with a really good trusted financial advisor like yourself, who's going to look out for your best interests, and that's what you and Chris do, that the facts are you will increase, you'll actually make even after any fees, uh, you know, you'll make at least, I think the latest study done by, um, it was either Forbes or U.S. News and World Report said that the People who work with advisors uh, do at least 3% better, and that's after costs and fees than people who don't.
1: Well, and that's exactly right, Tony. So, But I encourage, I like people being skeptical and asking questions because sure. that shows that you're thinking about it. But I, I think what gets missed a lot is, it's not just money in the stock market. It's looking at what are you doing with your, you know, even things as simple as your car insurance and your, your uh, umbrella insurance, and what are you doing to protect your young family, and, you know, who is the CPA that you're working with. There's a lot of elements that go into, you know, how much of your money is safe versus how much of it is exposed to risk. So, you know, I think a lot of people get confused, and this is not just young people, a lot of people get confused and think it's just about stuffing money into a 401k that sits at you know one of the big brokerage firms like a Vanguard or Fidelity, and that's all it is, period, dot. And I would say that's like one of about 15 to 20 things that you look at that really create your financial world. And if you could see me right now, I would be showing you like this bubble of everything coming together in a really cohesive way, and that's what really sets you up for success. And that's what a good financial planning type person should be doing is helping you create, I would say, financial well-being, not just having a good rate of return on a mutual fund in the stock market.
0: Right, and I would say to the young folks out there, like I tell my own son, when I was in my twenties, I would give anything. To go back, if I knew now, uh, if I knew then what I know now, I, I have made so many mistakes with my money along the way, and with financial decisions. If I can only go back and change that, and almost to a person, people will tell you that. And Tara, I know you've said on the show, people you hear that from your clients and people you meet with all the time. It's like, why didn't I? Why didn't I do this sooner? That's what you always hear, and that's what we need to be telling. If you're out there and you're in your 20s or 30s and think, oh, I can look it up and, you know, I'll watch a YouTube video or I'll do it myself. I'll, I'll get a financial app. Uh, those kinds of things aren't going to keep you from making a lot of the mistakes that the rest of us have made along the way. So uh, there are so many things to deal with debt, credit cards, inflation, healthcare costs, insurance, uh, just to name a few taxes, you know, minimizing your tax burden. And yes, you need to be thinking about these things in your 20s. A lot of people in their 20s aren't saving enough, having enough to come out of their paycheck and go into a tax deferred account for later in life. And if I had known that, you know, if I had that, if I could just get Doc Brown uh, from Back to the Future to send me back 20 or 30 years in that DeLorean, wow. Right?
1: So we know we're old because we're referencing Back to the Future.
0: Yes, okay, yes. Guilty, guilty as charged, but I will say uh, my 20-somethings, my college kids love the 80s movies, so hopefully people are getting that reference, but yes, good, good point.
1: So, you know, you're absolutely right, Tony, and, you know, one of the things I like to do is encourage that education and I do a lot of reading and for young folks listening out there, Investopedia tends to be a pretty good uh, place to to start when you're like going to go look something up and they have an article about eight financial tips for young adults. And we're going to go through some of those tips that they have. Some of them I don't necessarily agree with, or you get tired of hearing it. Like the first one they've talked about is about learning financial self-control. Um, I agree with that, Tony, but I don't think we need to beat up young people about that. That's kind of all of us. (laughs) So,
0: but but, yeah, age age isn't, that's not, that's not age specific, right? Putting too much money on the credit cards, spending more than we make. um, That is not a a problem of the young. That's a problem of everyone in America right now. So
1: you know, and it really is, Tony, and and I I think we do need to talk about that because what's one of the things is always interesting to me is, you know, I don't know if it's happened to your kids who are in college yet. Have they started to get those applications for credit cards in the mail?
0: Oh, uh, by the dozens. Every single day. There's not a day goes by where our mailbox doesn't have for Allison or Adam, my two oldest. Uh, one's 18, the other's 21. They get credit card applications all the time. The minute my 18-year-old, who's a senior in high school this year, applied, started applying to colleges and for financial aid, all of a sudden, I'll tell you what, the college years hit and they're bombarded with credit card offers.
1: And it's crazy because I, I can remember you know when I was younger because my dad is not really good with money and he would say well they wouldn't send me an application if it wasn't okay for me to have this card and I'm like dad oh no <laughs> you already have four cards they just send them to you because they make money when you apply and and for younger people depending on how much they understand about money that's a very reasonable expectation to go well why would this company send me an application if they didn't think I you know I could afford it.
0: Right. And they're told so much when, you know, when you're in your late teens, early 20s, you need credit cards to build up your, have a good credit score. You need to use credit cards. You don't want to use cash, use credit cards. And I mean, I think that message is being uh, really pumped out there hard, especially now. And, you know, while there's some truth to it, uh, a lot of people at that age, especially, but at any age, as you mentioned, can't handle the discipline needed for a credit card because you have to pay it off each month. You have to pay it on time or early. And those are just, you have to do it. And if you can't do that, you can't have a credit card, right?
1: Well, and it's interesting because I can tell you, I meet Tony with a lot of the young, um, kids that I work with from my, um, my older clients. And I had a young, I say a kid, I'm that's how old I'm getting now, Tony. (laughs) She was, she was turning 18. She might've been going on 19, but she was, you know, still living at home. And, um, still kind of struggling to get everything organized. And she would, one of the things that she spent, we did a budget. She'd spend a ton of money at Starbucks. And I would just say, you know, you're not making a whole bunch of money yet. Um, Why are you spending this money on Starbucks? And she just looked at me and she was serious as she could be, Tony. She said, well, sometimes I'm hungry and I need to have lunch. And, and I just can remember.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, we all need to have lunch.
1: (laughs) Well, when I was a young lieutenant, in in the air force and i i went through my budget tony and i couldn't afford to eat at mcdonald's every day for lunch i just i couldn't afford it and i just i didn't make i I think they joked when i was a a second lieutenant a butter bar that they said that that's a financial period you go through much more than it is a rank (laughs) because you know i had to (laughs) i had to make i had to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch tony because i i couldn't i was like if i I can't even afford to go to lunch at McDonald's every month, every day. And, and so I understand where she felt like. I'm like, yeah, you, you, need, you need to have food and you're hungry. And it kind of sucks because if you have to, to make your lunch at home and bring it, it's like an extra step and it takes a little time. But it's, it, it's like everything that we do is a system of choices. And I think with young people, it's really frustrating, Tony. Like, I don't remember, I didn't get very much education in high school about finances. How about your kids? Has it gotten any better?
0: Um, Well, yeah, actually, actually it has. And I'm for, I'll be honest, I'm fortunate. Uh, My oldest two are very responsible uh, with money. And we've just, I mean, my wife and I have each made our own mistakes and haven't always been great with money. So we just have drilled it. You cannot do this. You have to do this. And, and just stuff I learned from you at there doing the show each week. Uh, so, you know, I think they're in a good situation. But again, this brings me back to the question, which for myself, I wish I would have had this. Why don't they have personal finance classes that are required in, in high school?
1: You know, I don't know why they don't, Tony, but I think it would help our entire country If you learn that in school, because some kids, it sounds like your kids had the benefit of learning from you and your wife about like, hey, don't do this. We did this and it didn't work. But not every family is so transparent. And um, I was talking with with one of my um, hairdressers and she was just explaining to me that she didn't learn a lot about money because, you know, her parents took care of things. And so she really didn't have an idea of how much or how little there was. She just said, I never lacked for anything. Um, but she also didn't learn a lot about how to take care, like what was going on behind the scenes.
0: Sure, sure. And, and so that's, that's interesting. And so I really think this is great that we're doing this show today, Tara, because young people, uh, that's when you need to start developing good financial habits. And that's when you can get on the road to really be successful. I mean, you know, when you're in your 50s, do you want to have a million or two saved up for retirement? Yeah, wouldn't that be great? I,
1: absolutely, because uh, when you re- when you retire, part of that dream is that you're gonna get to enjoy retirement, right? You're like You don't wanna just retire and quit working and then have to sit at home and watch Netflix. I mean, if that's what you like, that's great, but you wanna be able to go golfing or take a trip to the beach or maybe get that RV and drive around the country or whatever it is, but you wanna be able to participate in life and not have money be the reason that you can't do things you would like to do.
0: Right. Exactly. And I I think that's huge. And so uh, there are some valuable life lessons to be learned here. Uh, let's take a quick break, Tara. But before we do, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you.
1: Sure, Tony. So, I would love for people listening today, if you have some questions, please go check out my website at www.taraenolan.com and definitely call the office at 719-210-4242. Chris and I like to sit down with folks and, and see how we can help, see where you are, figure out what your questions are. So we have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for the first 20 callers. Tony, they really want to sit down and go, you know, here's where we are. Here's what we're thinking. We know we're young. We don't know if we need help, but what could you do for us if we were to work together? Because getting people started off on the right foot early, Tony, that is like so satisfying for me personally. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's huge. Uh, it's really big, and I think that's great. Give that phone number one more time.
1: Sure, Tony. The number is 719-210-4242.
0: All right, and we're going to be right back with more of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan, right after this.
1: And welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. If you're tuning into our web, let me start over again. And welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. If you're just tuning into the show, we are talking to young people today. And we're talking about what, what you should be thinking about investing and saving for retirement and why you should be thinking about it now. But if you have a question and that we're not really getting to, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at the website, be sure to click on the radio page because there you can check out past shows. There's a lot of educational topics, and you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The radio page will also... It just shows you a lot of different topics from Social Security to IRAs to annuities to all the different kinds of things that might be of interest. So, Tony, what have we been talking about today?
0: Well, yeah, we're talking about financial advice for younger workers today, Tara. And I think it's a great topic because, you know, when I look back at some of the financial decisions I made in my teens and 20s, I I cringe. Right. So it's not it's not good, at least for me. And I, I, we don't want other people to make those same mistakes. Uh, what do you have for us next?
1: Well, a great piece of information. This is, again, talking about this article for tips for young people. You know, it sounds like a simple thing, but it's really essential, Tony, is you should know where your money is going. And, and I, it sounds really simple, but especially when you're using your credit card, it's, it becomes very easy to kind of just throw out your credit card and you're not really paying attention. But you know, if you stop every morning on your way to work for a bagel and coffee, and you haven't planned, these things really add up quickly. And the good news, Tony, is like, it doesn't stay that way forever, but especially when you're you're young and you're starting out and you've got a lot of college debt and, and you, you're not making great money just yet, it's, you really need to be cognizant and pay attention to where is your money actually going?
0: Well, right, yeah. Where is your money going? Is it working for you? And I, I mean, it's really important. I think that, uh, you know, uh, every morning when you're in your line, you know, in when you're in line for that coffee and bagel, like the story you told, you, you're telling yourself, "Hey, it's only six dollars," uh, but your mind isn't factoring in yesterday's six and the day before that and tomorrow's six, and it all adds up. So your mind can play tricks on you with your finances, and it, we justify things, and it, that keeps happening, and I think it it snowballs, right?
1: Well, it really does. And and this is what I kind of look at, Tony, right? Because this is where I think a lot of people get tuned out because they're like, you're telling me I can't enjoy my life. And so when I do my budget, I have two categories. I have like my food, clothing and shelter. But then I also have another category called entertainment. And so I would say for things like that, like if stopping for that coffee and bagel in the morning, if If that's more, like for some people, that's like an emotional, it's a very important part of their whole day, then I would say that that moves and maybe that becomes something that's part of your entertainment category, not just your food category. And so then as you're doing your budgeting, you wanna kinda look at it through a bigger lens, Tony, of it's not about austerity and you have to sacrifice everything, but you just kinda say, here's the world that I have, here's my reality today. You know, I'm working to make it better. Right. Because we're always looking for our promotions and things. But with where I am today, here's the money that I have available to spend and then just pick and choose what you do. So I'm not saying you can't have that coffee and enjoy that experience because, you know, there's nothing, Tony, like that warm cup of coffee in the morning. And <laughs> right. I'm right there with you. But then so maybe you pick that, but maybe then there's something else that you don't do. So it doesn't have to be you just have to to make your life suck. But it's just
0: <laughs> right you know,
1: Kind of pick and choose what you want to do um, when it comes to that. But, um, you know, and I think with older people, Tony, they just tend to say, well, you know, kids these days, if they just would understand about sacrifice, then life would be better. And there's truth in that, but it's kind of like a mindset about how you approach the idea.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't say sacrifice and people are like, wait, I'm young. This is when I'm supposed to be enjoying my life true, but you can also, people are living longer and longer. So people are enjoying their lives into their seventies. So you have to prepare for that eventuality. You have to save for the future. You'll be much happier because, uh, this, I think the key here is, uh, what, what it's so hard to get, like my 21 year old son, what he can't see is that the stress and the, uh, just the peace of mind, the stress that can be relieved, the peace of mind, and how much more relaxed his life will be if he saves more now. Making a little bit of a sacrifice now will mean so much later on where he won't have... Boy, imagine being in a position as an adult not to have to worry about money. Uh, 20-somethings don't worry about money, Uh, but the problem is as they get older or have a wife and kids or a spouse or what have you, uh, and they have a life or a family or they get older, and then it becomes they realize, hey, uh, boy, I want the things I need and want are more expensive <laughs> than when I was young, uh, but now I don't have the money. Uh, you know, it is it's a it's a tricky, sticky wicket, which is where you come in, right? You can help people lay out a plan, and even young people.
1: Well, absolutely, and with young people, Tony, that's what what the thing is is, ideally, you have a plan before you have money. Because right. that way as money, because what happens, Tony, is people get used to being young and having no money. And so they just spend whatever they have and carry some credit card debt that all of a sudden when they start, they do start making some money. They, they're like, oh, they just don't know what to do with it because they're just not used to that. And I, you know, in the ideal world, Tony, I would start out with young people and we would kind of create a plan and, and they could see, OK, you know, I'm in my 20s and I want to have, you know, whatever million when I'm retired at 60, you know, here's what it would take to get there. And then you start to figure out, you know, when you're 20, you're not making enough money that's going to get you there yet. But how do you start building those habit patterns and, and the ways of thinking about money? You know, this basic concept that I learned really early as a cadet at the Academy, Tony, was pay yourself first. Yep. Were you ever taught that?
0: You know what? I wasn't. <laughs> and I wish I, I know it now, but I did not know it then. No one taught me that then.
1: And I can remember I, cause I was, I guess I was seeking out some financial advice cause I, I was not raised in a family that knew about money and they had a free class that would help talk about budgeting. And that was just a key tenant. He said, you pay yourself first and it's a percentage." Because you can't just say you're going to save a hundred bucks a month when you're not making that much as a young person, but you can just make it a percentage. And he said 10% a month, you know, ideally 15, but 10% a month. So, you know, out of a dollar, that's 10 cents. So the percentage really works with, because no matter how much money you have, even if it's only a dollar, if you just get in the habit of always saving that 10%, because 10 cents out of a dollar is not going to kill you. No, it's not going to make a difference in your world.
0: Well, there you go. And that's the bottom line. And I think that's really good. Uh, that's a great point once again, Tara. Now, uh, we're out of time for today's show. It flew by. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before we go?
1: Well, just, Tony, you know, we've covered a lot in today's episode, and there's, there's a lot more details, obviously, behind everything we talked about. So Chris and I have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for those young people that want to sit down and kind of ask the questions of, like, um, I don't know what I don't know. Why would I even wanna consider creating a financial plan today? So uh, you can visit the website, www.taraenolan.com, or you can call the office at 719-210-4242. And we can just talk about what your questions and concerns are. It's those complimentary appointments that are super important, Tony, because that's where you sit down and go, "Uh, here's what we can do for you, what do you need? And see if there's a fit.
0: All right, that sounds great. And Tara, great show today. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan.
1: Join us soon for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care, and we'll talk with you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at TaraEnolan.com.